Welcome to English X on ICRT, brought to you by Mandarin X and Vine Education Company. English X is where managers learn to discuss international business topics in English and to start thinking more like a boss. 欢迎收听 ICRT English X， 每周四早上由中文课和葡萄藤国际语言训练中心特别企划，让您掌握全球商业趋势。So, think on average, how many classes do you have a week? On average, hard to say. It kind of varies week to week, especially in our industry.、Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to guess、yeah. that I probably have at least fifteen to twenty. Fifteen to twenty. That's just classes. That's、yeah. not the number of students. There's more students. Yeah. But yeah. I guess fifteen to twenty. I checked. You know how many I have right now? No. Six. Yes.、Yeah, <laughs> I have six. Uh huh. During the entire week, I have six classes. Okay. okay. And I remember back when we first started, we just had like all the students that came in. It was always Russ and Ting, Russ and Ting. Right. And we were kind of stuck with that because students knew us. Right. As teachers, they didn't know the company. Right. right, and they kind of come with us, and yeah, and they、uh, come with they us. They follow,、so. they follow, yeah, like, whatever yeah. teacher they're used to, yeah. And you know, we're good teachers, so they kept requesting us. But it was really hard for us to cultivate talent and to get、uh, get students to go to our other teachers. You know, yeah, we had to help build up the the other teachers. I mean, in terms of their experience, but also their brand, yes, of who they are, because our students know who we are. They know what we're about.、Mm-hmm. They know our personalities and how we've matched and how we've helped them.、Mm-hmm. Getting them to buy into our other teachers and knowing who they are and knowing who what they stood for or what their brand is—that、mm. was actually quite challenging、uh, in the beginning. Yes, exactly, exactly.、Uh, good morning, everyone. Morning.、Uh, my name is Russ, and I'm Ting. And today we're going to talk exactly about that: is how to sell and market yourself. Hot topic: Improve your English as we discuss real-world problems many English students have at work. 让我们看看这礼拜有哪些热门国际商务话题。So first off,、um, as an entrepreneur, or no matter what you are,、mm-hmm. to market yourself, first you have to understand your brand,、mm-hmm. what it stands for, and who your clients are. Exactly. So for that, we ask,、uh, what is your unique selling point?、Right. Basically, we want to know what is special about you. And I know it's kind of difficult because we don't want to seem that we are snobbish, or we don't want to seem like. You know, we we have a big ego or anything, but you really have to learn how to find. Okay, what is it about me that's unique and special, and how do I stand above everyone else? And that's sometimes very hard for people、mm. because they typically, especially in Taiwan, people are so humble here,、mm. so they don't really talk themselves up. You know,、yeah. they they try to be a little bit more in Chinese. You guys say "chen shi,"、mm. we're very humble, so they kind of,、uh, I guess. Lower themselves、mm-hmm. just to say, "Oh, I'm I'm okay." I'm yeah, just, they're not really bringing themselves up. They want to, you know, not really pushing themselves forward. Yeah, but if you are trying to sell yourself, that's what you need to do. Right, right. You need to build yourself up. You need to say, "Oh, I can do this." Obviously, you still have to deliver that. Right. But the first step is just saying, "Okay, look, I'm excellent at this. I'm good at this." Right.、Yeah. And there's a lot of great material online in、mm. terms of how to break it down and how to step by step figure out. What your value proposition is,、mm. you know, like what is unique about you? Just asking yourself certain questions, right?、Um, you know, because you have to understand that clients or people, what they're buying, they're not just buying your qualifications or your background or your experience. Like just knowing you work for this company is not enough to sell someone,、mm. right? What they are buying is 
who you are, yeah. right? And what you stand for and how you're going to deliver. So for that, you really, really need to know yourself and ask yourself those tough questions and answer them honestly. Right. And especially for uh, entrepreneurs, because as entrepreneurs, your company takes on your personality. You know, I know for a fact <laughs> that our company, the way we kind of run our business, even our culture internally, yeah. <laughs> it takes on bits of piece, uh, bits and pieces of yourself and, my, and me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So knowing that really, really helps. Second thing is you really must know your clients. Right. And this is not just a vague understanding of who your clients are. Like just say, oh, my clients are, you know, um, 18 to 25 year old or just teenagers or just something very vague. Why? Because if you just have a vague understanding of who your clients are, what's going to happen is you're going to only achieve vague results. Mm. You know, right. So you have to know very detailed, very distinctly um, what they are now. And what they might be in the future or what, you know, how they might change in okay. terms of their needs. Okay. So how they will evolve and your clients, their needs will evolve. So you have to evolve, evolve with them. Right. right? Okay. Right. So changing, I guess both sides have to change in this aspect or both sides have to be willing to change. Right. And finding out, uh, again, defining who your ideal clients are. You're not going to, there's no, no such thing as a company that's going to cover every type of person or every type of client, even ourselves. So yeah. English, yeah, there's a lot of people who want to learn English. But for different purposes. Right. But everyone has different purposes. There are adults, there's kids, there's people who want test taking. So we have to really key in on that and what to help you maybe just ask yourself the question uh how can i understand my ideal client and what do they need more yeah me? so not just what do they need from me but what do they need more than what i just offer already yeah basically uh survey your pool okay uh think okay who is my ideal client what does he look like what does she look like what does she want what does she need and then after you provide them with those services say okay what are they missing? What more? Because once, you, once you're servicing the clients, once you're working with them, you start understanding them a little bit better. And then you start seeing opportunity saying, oh, you know what? I can also help them with this. I can also help them with that. And that'll help your company evolve and yourself evolve. Yeah. And in addition to that, I would have to also add that, um, that in order to do so, I think you just have to go out and do it. What yeah. I mean is you have to be face to face with clients and get to know them. And then you're going to kind of see over time through the experience like okay which clients fit um my my service or product and which don't yeah you know we kind of had to figure out just kind of through trial and error sometimes like oh which clients really fit us which didn't fit us mm. like uh in terms of our service and what we provided and which uh, which type of people didn't really want what we were offering and which ones really did and i think uh, just going out face to face talking to them uh really helps so you have to go out there it's not just making predictions or doing some forecasts yeah yeah, yeah. it's on it's ground floor yeah you know, just face-to-face uh, -face and getting just meeting. Well, i know that's one of the reasons why you still like teaching right because you still like being in the classroom and knowing okay what's happening what's yeah happening. exactly that's that's a key reason why i, I continue to enjoy like uh, instruction uh, it's not just, me <laughs> <laughs> well you do you learn you let you enjoy other things about it but not so much like just the basic like general yeah, yeah yeah teaching but what i like is i'm learning a lot from let's say our students in terms of their industry what's going on mm. and then i can take that and then apply it into maybe our sales mm. and what's happening in maybe a potential client's uh, uh, uh situation yes exactly Good. another thing that you need to do is you need to focus on benefits what that means is it's never about you it's never about you and your product and your service it's always about what does your customer want what does your client want focus on them and what benefits you bring to their life so if they want A, give them A, but they also say, you know what? I can help you with more, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. really, really providing benefits 
for your clients? Right. Because at the end, people are kind of selfish. They always have that conversation and, and they always ask, well, what's in it for me? Right. 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 What am I getting out of this? And the truth is no one really cares how you do something. They care about what you uh, can give them. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So by focusing on the benefits and asking yourself some key questions about what it is that they need and how you can deliver that to them and what they will benefit from it, what would they get from it more and more, you can really, really provide them much better service. And be clear about that. Be very clear about uh, what are the benefits of working with you and why should, why should the clients or why should customers uh, truly invest in you rather mm. than someone else. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so make sure to, to, when you're trying to sell your personal brand, you're thinking about who is my ideal client and what am I giving this person? What and can I give this person? What unique benefits do I bring to them? Yes, yes, yes. Good. Um, it really also helps if you have uh, previous clients or previous customers or other people that you've helped with this. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, you have to walk the walk, meaning you have to deliver what you promise to them. So if you say, oh, I'm really good, I can teach you ABC, you better be able to teach them ABC. And if you have clients that you've taught before, then they can help recommend you and they can help say, oh, yes, they can vouch for you. They can say, oh, yeah, he can really help me. Right. And in, in, in other words, you, you have to position yourself as an expert in that field or in that specific skill set. Mm -hmm. um, by doing so, you can, you're building up your credibility and your reputation. That's very, very important because that builds trust. Yeah. And if they trust you, they'll keep coming back to you. Right. And, you know, there's this 80-20 rule where 80% of your profits are come from 20% of your customers. And you got to focus on those key customers and saying, okay, I'm an expert. I'm helping them out. And that's how I'm making money from this. Right. And you can think of yourself as a consumer as well. Like you wouldn't buy a product or you wouldn't get a service from someone. Like let's say you go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you go to the gym. and Or you the, pay to go to the gym. You pay to go to the gym. <laughs> and you want a personal trainer. Yeah. But the personal trainer doesn't look like they're in shape. Like, <laughs> obviously. So you're like, well, why would I listen to... Like if I was your personal trainer <laughs> at a gym, you would not buy me as credible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, you, know, you have to build yourself up as the expert and really highlight the... Uh, the abilities and skills that you have and why you can teach that, why right. you can do that business. And why no one else has your approach or your background or your expertise. So let's say you want to develop this business, right? And you're really good at one thing, but that's not enough. So for you to really, really sell yourself, you have to like incorporate other elements of this where you may be good at one part of your industry, but there, you know, customers aren't looking for just one part. You know, it doesn't all just fit in. Customers may need other stuff. So you have to be able to guide them to other areas where they can get service, or you have to get those skills and abilities. So by building a network around you and you evolving your own skills, you can do more and you can- uh, What kind of skills are we talking about? Are we talking about like more specific technical skills or certain knowledge, let's say certain like, let's say financial qualifications, or are you thinking something else? I'm thinking more, you need some sort of other soft skills that you need to develop yourself. Interpersonal skills. Interpersonal skills, either developing yourself uh, developing your business, marketing, finance, uh, any of those skills. Right, because yeah. harder technical skills can actually, I mean, we learn a lot through internet, through yeah. YouTube. There's a lot of videos you can learn, like very technical skills. Mm -hmm. um, but like certain skills, like for entrepreneurs or manager level or leaders, right? You, you want leadership skills. Yeah. But what does that mean, leadership skills, right? That's maybe your ability to work in teams, your ability to listen. Uh, to be a coach, uh, your ability to network, socialize. Ability to do sales. Like, let's say you're good, you do your product, but you can't sell it. 
You know, let's say uh, you're an author and you write some great books, but you can't stand up there and deliver your books and sell your books at at uh, um, at trade shows or anything, right? And these skills are very hard to develop for some people. Like I would say myself, I have to. I really it took a, it took me a long time just to develop just an ounce of basic interpersonal networking skills or social skills because uh, my natural instinct is is unsocial. Right? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I just prefer not to talk to people in mm. general. Yeah. Right? But again, I have to force myself to learn these skills. So, and these type of skills are really hard to measure as well. So, you know, developing them, it's, it's really difficult, tricky, and mm. you don't know if you're good or not. You're going to have to let the market dictate or decide how good you are. And you, yeah. you'll know that by the response you get. Yeah. Yeah. Good. The other thing is problem solving content. Um, if you're trying to sell yourself, you have to create a catalog, a list of things that you have done. Many people actually don't do that. They don't track their accomplishments. They don't track all the wonderful things that they create, the content that they create. Like our teachers, for example, our teachers create some great content and create some great lesson plans. But if they don't have a system to keep it organized, keep it in place so they can find it and use it and share it, then it won't work. But if you have all that stuff organized, then that's a great way to say, look, this is what I can create. This is what I can do for you. Yeah, and sometimes it's not just uh, on the content. Maybe you do create good content, but it doesn't look nice. So you're going to have to find a way to design it, mm -hmm. you know, and deliver it in a way that's kind of uh, attractive, very fancy, very nice. Yeah, I, I, met, I met this great teacher a couple of months ago, and he showed me all the great stuff that he was doing. But he showed me his documents, and I had no clue what the documents meant. Like, it's just, they're just words on paper. And I'm like, I mean, if he takes all these handouts... And he shows them and he teaches them in class. He can do a great job with it because he knows the content. But me as another teacher, I, I can't do anything with it, you know? Right. And you got to ask yourself, like, how can you share your content to more people? So it's not just a handout form, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. just papers. You, there's things like you can do pamphlets, booklets, or you get an audio, you could blog it, you there could many, many things it. you can right. do. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to, to deliver. To deliver message. and market yourself, yeah. basically, yes. Okay. And the final aspect of selling yourself is networking and connecting because you you can't just be you know albert einstein sit in the room and do all math all the calculations on the wall you know you can't be that way you have to be able to publish your content you have to be able to go out there and tell people all these wonderful things that you are doing or these great things that you're capable of doing right and another thing is that even our economy it's moved from like an information one right when the when computers first came yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah it's about getting information and just so much information we're getting but now it's moved from information to more of a social economy yeah, yeah. And so what does that mean it means like it's less about what you know because you can google search yeah. most anything but about more on about but it's more about whether you can work with other people to mm. solve those problems and uh, you have to stay connected in this way uh, yeah. Otherwise, you just become irrelevant, you lose, and you'll lose clients. Yeah, um, I think what you said is right. You have to stay connected uh, with everyone. And if you're kind of like like Ping, that's an introvert that just wants to stay at home and play video games, that, that, go to the I office mean, and do work. I wish I could make money this way, but <laughs> the reality is the market in the world doesn't work this way. So I have to force myself to network and connect. I really don't like socializing. He knows that more than me. I do, I'm not good at any of that stuff. But I had to force myself to learn those, like to learn it and also just to go out and do it. And honestly, I don't really like it either, but You're I know how to it. do it, but I do it, yeah. right? I force myself to do it. And I always tell people, oh, I have to go make an appearance. Like I get invited to clients, uh, conferences and, and seminars and all these different things, exhibitions. And I go, just, I have to make an appearance. I have to go in there 15, 20 minutes, socialize, say hi to a bunch of people, take a bunch of pictures and 
leave. But... And I know these events, and then I tell <laughs> Russ to go. <laughs> yeah, yes. but the truth is, when you if you do go out to these events, all you you know you you open up the chance to just meet that one key person. There are right? opportunities, yep. right? That one key investor, yeah, or that yeah. one major client or customer who who starts you off, you know, yeah. who, who really uh, can get your business going. Yeah. Oh, many people always tell me, "Oh, Russ, you're so lucky. You're so lucky." And I kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of lucky. But at the same time, you make your own luck. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have to be in, I have to put myself in those situations to create luck. Or I have to put myself with the right people. Uh, I have to put myself in the right place so I can meet the right people mm -hmm. to be lucky. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely, there's definitely a hint of truth in that. Um, you make your own luck. And there's an aspect of self-promoting. You're really good at like promoting not just yourself, but also the company. You're, there's, you're really good at that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so because of that, it, I think it has opened up a lot of opportunities in our own business. Yeah. That's something that I don't think I've brought in as much. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you can, I mean, it really does open up a lot of doors for you. Yeah. yeah. And part of selling yourself is exactly that. You're out there selling yourself. Right. right. You have to be known and seen. Right? It isn't just sit at home, push buttons. Exactly. Okay. Hashtag like a boss. Each week we talk to real world bosses to find out their secrets for success. Hello everyone. We have someone very special with us today. Her name is Lingo, AKA Nisa the Queens. She is a professional dancer, choreographer. You have seen her on stage with the likes of Ame, JJ Lin, and many other Taiwanese celebrities. She's traveled all over the world dancing. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, I'm all right. Lingo. <laughs> all right, Lingo. So you do something very special um, and you kind of work by yourself. You're like your own boss, you do your own thing. Yes. So I wanna know, uh, how do you use FB and IG to market yourself to get more cases, get more clients? Um, I think the very simple way is like post your dance video. Mm. I think everyone who like to dance, they will do this on Facebook and IG to show everybody their talent. Mm. So for me, besides posting um, dance video, I will also post pictures. Mm. Like people will be curious about dancers' life. Mm. So I, I will show them our daily life, what, mm. what, what it looks like. And sometimes when you work with the celebrity, yeah. I also share the picture. Okay. On Facebook and IG. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Other ways, like I will share um, other people's articles, mm. uh, pictures, or videos. So you can build stronger relationship with people you know even other dancers yes even but other. wouldn't they be like your competitors it means that you 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 are not selfish you know mm. you, you you introduce good things to people no matter that's your thing or other people's mm. thing so i think that is very important because you you if you want to build a stronger relationship with other people it means that you would like to share their their, their things with other people oh, okay yeah mm. and also if you share people you don't know mm. on your Facebook, so they will know about you mm. and maybe you you have the opportunity to make a friendship with them. Mm. And yeah. even collaborate with them yeah, in the future. Yeah. Okay, all right. So what is it like marketing a niche product like hip hop dancing and specifically dance hall, the type of dances that you do? Uh, um, I usually do this on my class. Mm. For example, uh, like I teach at War Gym. Mm. So uh, you teach, dance class but mm. sometimes it's 
uh, it's called party dance. Mm. Party dance is a certain class for people to exercise. So you, you can imagine those people don't know about anything about dance style. Mm. So I will use that type of dance class to introduce uh, dance hall. Right now is my, my main mm. uh, style mm. or like Afrobeat or other like hip-hop, jazz, something else, yeah. So other types of dances. So you use one venue to introduce other areas. Yes. Okay, okay, good. And what advice do you have someone just starting out that wants to develop this into a career mm. like you did? I think, I think uh, they can post uh, their dance video first, mm. but not a professional one. Mm. Because right now people like to see life, mm. real stuff. Mm. So you can just um, dance maybe uh, 30 minutes, oh, mm. not 30 minutes too long, <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds. Mm. No matter you want to do it at living room, mm. kitchen, or just on the street mm. or park, no matter anywhere, but you have to be fun. Okay. Make people think, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And it's real. Okay. Yeah. That's good as an individual, but how can we do this with big brands? Big brands. Yes. Uh, like, How do you build the partnerships with these big brands? Okay, for example, like I, I have a contract with uh, Adidas Performance. Mm. So uh, when when I wear this stuff, mm. I will um, take a picture mm. and post on Facebook or mm. IG. So other people will know, oh, how do I look like uh, with Adidas brand? Mm. Mm. So, oh, his, this legging looks good. Mm. Maybe I want to go to the shop and look for this. Taking mm. no matter shoes or clothes, uh, when a company see this, they would like to uh, sponsor you more. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, good. So, how do you deal with all the haters? Because I assume you may get some <laughs> some uh, <laughs> jealousy out there for how successful you can be. Mm. Yeah. You know, because like I talk to so many young people, and mm. they always oh just YouTube videos, blah blah blah. They want to mm. just post stuff, but not in not they get jealous because you turn it into an actual career. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Okay, so first of all, I will think if someone gonna hate you, it means you have something good. Mm. So they 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 can't have right now. Mm. That's why they get jealous and mm. they they get hit on you. Okay. So I also separate two kind of haters. Mm. One type of haters that no matter what you do, they just don't like you. <laughs> and, and the reason is very stupid. It's like oh. Because Lingo is ugly, so I don't like her. Mm. No matter what does, what does she do, <laughs> I just don't like. Okay. But uh, the other kind of hater is like, for example, it's like, I think Lingo dance okay. Mm. So when, when you see this type of comments, you say, okay, maybe I can work harder to mm. make myself be better. Mm. So there's a kind of motivation mm. to push you to, to be like a two-point 2.0 version of yourself to upgrade yeah, yeah. Like upgrade, upgrade yourself upgrade. okay yes. good 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 so all right positive don't um. always think oh why 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 not everyone likes me yeah okay all right lingo thank you so much for your time now uh where can people find you where can they take your classes how can they know more about you and your dancing okay so uh my my facebook uh fan page mm -hmm. my facebook fan page and ig just search nisa the queens nisa the queens uh that's on facebook n-y-s-s-a the k-u-e-e-n-z also ig mm -hmm. the same uh and if you want to go to the studio uh right now i teach at denso denso dance studio and a space so if you denso is near guofu jinianguan yes right? and, and where's a space a space near uh near hoshanpi okay 
Yeah, and also if you you are virgin, you have a virgin membership. Uh, every Monday noon, I will teach at Tongling. At the Tongling yeah, World and, Gym. Yeah, and afternoon Monday afternoon I teach party dance. So if you want to do exercise, you can go to Gongguan. Ooh, Gongguan. Yeah, Gongguan World Gym party dancing Mondays. Yeah, and uh, Wednesday Wednesday morning mm -hmm. Gongguan also have a party dance. And come exercise with me. Hey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Mailbag. Do you have a question? Well, we have answers. Email us at englishx at vineec.com or on the web at vineec.com slash englishx. englishx at vineec.com vineec.com slash englishx. Okay, Max from Kaohsiung asks us, I'm a freelancer trying to work on my own. Any strategies for getting my first customer? Getting your first customer is really difficult. It seems easy. It's like, oh, I can get customers. But really, just getting that one or two or three, those handful, it's really hard. But let's say, uh, I would say the probably the easiest way or the way that a lot of people, at least in the beginning, start off with, it's word of mouth. Mm. It's connecting with someone who knows someone who knows someone or someone who just uh, suggests or recommends like a mm. client to you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then from there, you really have to take care of those beginning ones. Mm. I know for us, we came in with, I think, seven or eight students when yeah. we first started. That's it. And the, those are just our private students who just came uh, on board came with from, us. Yeah, yeah. Right. So to build from eight to... What like, we have now. Yeah. Right, right. To hundreds and hundreds and thousands yeah. of students. Uh, it was... It's a very slow step-by-step -step process. Yeah. Right. So, Max, it is a slow process. Um, but if you really believe in your product, really, really believe in the business that you're trying to accomplish, then it'll get easier and easier over time. Don't worry. And also don't, don't over, I guess, and also don't think too far ahead about oh, how many more customers I can use to expand. You, but rather you really make... give the special treatment to the ones you do have. Yeah. Because that will just build up your business even more. And also even customers that aren't your customers, you know, you meet someone, you try to make a sale to them, even if, if they don't buy from you, it's okay. As long as you made a memorable impression, mm -hmm. because maybe they didn't buy from you, but they know someone who might want to, right? Mm -hmm. So even, even customers that don't turn out, even potential customers that don't turn out to be your customers can lead to more potential customers. So even customers who don't buy from you can lead to other potential customers. So always be your best always be selling your best talking about you as you are the man right and i know for us we are super grateful for our first eight students you know, <laughs> people who we still have some contact with you yeah. know, even though they have graduated and no longer are <laughs> students but for them really our business uh, wouldn't be where it's at without okay. like their support okay Taylor from shinchu asks is online a good way to learn a new language yes and no it can be it can be. Yeah, but it can't be the only solution. In my opinion, uh, yeah. online is not the only solution. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with him. No, online is not a good way to learn. Don't we offer online? <laughs> <laughs> we do offer online classes. But um, <laughs> online classes are, depending on what you mean by learning online. Learning online by YouTube videos, like this one right now that you're probably watching, yeah. or online like uh, online classes, or online like apps that, Play online also, games. Also, it depends on what you want to learn. If, you, if you're there to learn knowledge or just like a hard skill, I think online and videos are a great way yeah. to learn. But if you're learning about skills, 
you need to actually do that and put it into practice, which means you need to have like a coach, someone to kind of uh, play off of. You need you need to be corrected. You know, you don't know if you're pronouncing it correctly, or maybe the books don't offer some. You know, there are lots of the intricacies about a language. So to get a foundation, to get a base, to have fun, okay, great. But if you really want to move on, do business and graduate to something better, you need face-to-face interaction. You need really good practice right. for that. So, There's, yeah, like one of the things for our online classes, for example, we don't do classes longer than one hour because teaching a class for one hour is actually very, very tiring. So, you know, there's limits to online classes. Or at least you, you that just format, need to be aware you know, just in that kind of, it's, it's almost like, how do you call it? It's a informal or no, it's a, like there seems to be like there's a There's wall. a barrier. Right. There's, there's a, a barrier, barrier between you, you and the student. Right. Even though you can see each other's face, there still is that kind of barrier, which means something's lacking there that you could get from a one-on-one face-to-face or even in, within a group. Yeah. So I would say it's a good way to learn for some, some things, but... Uh, it's, it's not the only way. Right. It's better to be as a support or a supplement to mm-hmm. your learning. Okay. Hey, our last question comes from Jennifer in Taipei. She asks, she says, I already speak Chinese and English and I want to learn a third language. So should I go with Japanese, French, or German? Jennifer, why not Spanish? Por qué no español? Come on. <laughs> okay, Japanese, French, or German. Um, Japanese is great if you are interested in Japanese culture. French is great for French culture, German great for German culture. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really know Jennifer. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, really, I'd say go with what culture has. You know, attract attracts you more in terms of their food, their people, their you know, just like what is the goal actually? Just ask yourself what the goal is. Yeah, yeah. So you must have a purpose for learning these language, not just I want to learn a new language. Right. That being said, if your question is which one's easiest. For Chinese speakers, Japanese is the easiest. Uh, you already know 50% of the characters. Um, I know I'm, I'm very jealous of my, Japanese friend, of my Chinese friends when they study Japanese because they have it much easier. It's, it actually takes less time for them to learn Japanese than a Westerner like me. Okay. Get inspired. Here are some quotes to help you think more like a boss. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Many, many times um, you can meet some wonderful, smart people, but they can't take their idea and turn it into a business. You know some people who fail upwards where they're not that smart or that good, but all of a sudden, you know, their managers, their bosses, they get a high position. So sometimes knowing someone in the industry or being good friends with your boss or the CEO or something can have its benefits. Right. So it's not what you know, but who you know. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, in our case, a lot of our students who work in corporate, I've had this like uh, countless times mm. where the student is at a mid-management position mm. and they are just wondering like, how come I can't get higher? Mm. Right. And it's like, I don't want to play the politics game. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I just want to do my job and do a good job at it. Yeah. That's not going to fly. Right. Which is a, a nice idea. It's a noble idea. Yeah. It's a very noble idea, but in reality, you know, uh, how you move up or down is determined by the person who's above you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, again, knowing that and developing relationships, socializing, even though it's not really your strength or yeah. something you enjoy doing, but learning to play the game, play the game, <laughs> learning to play the game <laughs> uh, is a key part of business. Exactly. 
And your quote? Yeah, the next quote, uh, I found it online. There's a very popular YouTube personality and inspirational speaker, also like a business or marketing guru called uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's an entrepreneur and an expert in marketing. And his quote was, the best marketing strategy ever, care, C-A-R-E, to care. Mm -hmm. So what he meant by that is, again, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. So you really have to care about who you are, I guess, uh, uh, selling to, mm. providing your service to. That, and also that care can't be a fake care. You yeah. have to be genuine. Right. Yeah. Be yeah. genuine, be authentic. Uh, and it's not, it's not a hollow message. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because people can kind of see a hollow message. Yeah. If you ever uh, get like a kind of those marketing campaigns, that's, <laughs> yeah, 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 delete. You're just trying to sell. They're <laughs> just trying to sell to me. Yeah. And they can't get the feeling you're just trying to sell. They have to get the feeling like that you care. And then by that way, you're going to sell. Okay. So one way to sell yourself is by showing that you care. Yeah. Having exactly. that emotional connection. And they say that's the best way. Okay. Fast words. Let's discuss some new words and expressions so we can be more like a boss. Okay, so here we go. Five words. Boom. Between a rock and a hard place. I love this expression. I actually use this quite a lot. Between a rock and a hard place. This means that maybe you have to make a decision and you have two options. Option A and option B. Option A is the rock. <laughs> option B is the hard place. Uh, which means both choices are bad. And both choices are tough. You're between a rock and a hard place. So put up your hands like a rock. <laughs> so if I'm right here, I'm crushed either way. Yeah, yeah. You're crushed either way between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> uh, next word. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, what you do is more important than what you say. Yes. Right. So going back to what we've been talking about all today, you know, like you really have to walk the walk. Mm. You know, and then let your actions speak louder than your words. Ladies, you can use this with your boyfriends all the time because they always say, oh, baby, I love you so much. You're the only one for me. But yet they're always chatting with other girls. You can tell them, no, 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 no. Actions speak louder yeah, than words. Show, show that you care. care and show that you love only not one just, person, not just say it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, barking up the wrong tree. Barking up the wrong tree. So this is the dog. Dogs in uh, dogs outside of Taiwan. They don't say one one. They say bark bark. So barking. I think neither sounds right. Uh, uh, neither. Eh, like a real dog sounds like. Roo, roo, roo. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, barking up the wrong tree basically means that um, you're trying to sell something or you're trying to do something and you're talking, 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 but it's not working because you're actually selling to the wrong audience. So basically, like, let's say I'm trying to sell English to someone who already speaks English. I'm barking up the wrong tree. I'm looking for a solution in the wrong place mm -hmm. or I'm trying to provide a solution in the wrong place. <laughs> Next phrase, as right as rain. As right as rain. Simply put, this just means perfect. Mm. So, in a, with, if a situation is the result is turning out good, mm -hmm. like as good as it can get, you just say, "Oh, everything is as right as rain." Yes, excellent situation. I know here everyone hates rain here in Taiwan, but okay. Beat around the bush. Beat around the bush. Uh, this means. Oh, I use this expression a lot here. Basically, I hate when people aren't direct to me. They're trying to tell me something, but they don't tell it to me directly. They kind of just uh, tiptoe around the it's issue. An indirect they, way to... Very to indirect. 
very indirect way. So they are beating around the bush. They're trying to avoid saying what they want to say, even though they want to say it to you. They're beating around the bush. Right. And then uh, I think there's a, that's another gap, and we can cover this in a later topic of how different cultures communicate. Because in some cultures, they do not beat around the bush. I would say Americans, for example, uh, are very direct Mm-hmm, communicators, mm-hmm, very direct mm-hmm. speakers, even if it means hurting someone's feelings. Yes. So they do not beat around the bush. Yes. Right. Whereas other cultures, they they, they, they take into account people's feelings. So yeah. they're not going to just say something directly, even if it's negative. Mm-hmm. They're going to kind of go a, a, a roundabout way yes. to say that. Or they might say like uh, implied meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We call that beat around the bush. Yeah. All right, everyone. Remember, you can find us on your favorite podcast, YouTube, or on our website, buynec.com slash EnglishX. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.